On this episode of the Faded Golf Podcast, we're going to talk about Tiger's Tournament that really wasn't a tournament. Then we're going to, uh, well, we're going to talk about whether or not, you know, maybe a whole custom set of forged irons would be kind of cool. And then we're going to dive into, you know, with all this new kind of equipment stuff being leaked, is it even necessary to upgrade your stuff next year? And then lastly, we've got this awesome uh, Tennessee whiskey, Uncle Nearest, that we're going to try out for y'all. I've got this one about two balls out to the right. I'm telling you, man, it's a speed putt. What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 11 of the Faded Golf Podcast. My name is Mark Julien. As always, here with my man, Mr. John Falkenberg. John. How you doing, buddy? I am okay, man. Um, we have uh, we've been kind of talking uh, a lot of, about our business, the stuff that we do day-to-day. We have day jobs. Um, and hanging out a little bit and trying this whiskey that we'll tell you about in a little bit it's here very as well. Smooth. But it's it's a whiskey, right? Yeah, Tennessee? so Tennessee whiskey. Okay, what's well, not It's not ruining the surprise. That's right, but we're we're already getting into it it's before good. we start off. Um, not you know we're it's off season for the PGA. I mean, as as I listen to other podcasts and stuff, like I'm like. They're kind of like golf podcasts. That is, I'm like, uh, you know, they're kind of sleepy. Um, there was a very good one actually on uh, the note with the no laying up guys, though, with uh, Ali Schneider. Where are those guys based out of? I think they're East Coast guys. I know the Barstool guys are out of Boston or something. So, like that, so. there's no podcast for golf that's based like out of the, the south uh, southeast. Oh, maybe there is. I. Again, hey, we're new to this game. I haven't researched every single one. I have been trying to look at, like, okay, who all's doing podcasts? I've found a few. Um, uh, there's, there's companies that are doing podcasts out there uh, that are, you know, as part of their brand, and that's, that's cool. I, I love that. I think it's a great way to add content for your brand. Um, there are some uh, pros or like there's actually a, like some uh, LPGA gals and some other pros they're kind of doing a podcast that kind of thing and then there's what pros are doing a podcast uh, I, I'm so, curious I'm that's actually that's curious I know uh, you know what we'll have to get back to that that's pretty I think, cool I mean, well, that, maybe that'll be like another topic of the day let's just talk about our reason, favorite golf podcast the reason that I was asking about yeah. like uh, it, it's odd think about a Southie like they play golf year round so yeah. You figure they could keep it spicy, there. like when you come up here up north. No, I don't know where some of these guys are from. But you come, but think about it. You come up north, like you're saying, it's like it gets a little stagnant because nobody's stale. playing golf. Yeah, yeah. We're talking. We're dreaming about simulator golf and and the day that it might be, you know, 45, 50 degrees and not snow on the ground. Is our course shut down? I didn't. I we haven't gotten a message or anything. He, yet. I, I talked to Kyle last week and he said nothing of the sort. Yeah. Our, our pro. Yeah. Well, hopefully we'll see how that goes. I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd love for it to stay open as long as, like, the ground is not, like, frozen, frozen. And we really haven't had, like, a hard, hard freeze, I don't think. I mean, we've if, had some cool If they days, never but, have a hard, hard freeze, they yeah, won't shut it down, They right? really don't need to. Yeah. So, I mean, I think you get down into those 20-type degrees, and then, yeah, that's when people start to freak out a little bit, but. You know, it was, it was a little bit, uh, the club I belong to in St. Louis, which is just a little bit farther south in Indianapolis, but not a lot. But the Zoiza uh, fairways and the, the climate there, just a little bit farther south, they never shut the club down, maybe a week. 
or two weeks out mm. of here total. Okay. Because the way that it would recover, it, it, you couldn't, couldn't kill that stuff. I mean, it just doesn't, it's way tougher. Yeah, I mean, you get the bent grass, and I'm sure it doesn't, uh, it, well, it kind of goes dormant, no different than the grass we got in our yards here. You ever seen, bit, you've seen Zoiza go dormant, right? No, is it, does it go brown, brown? Completely yellow. Okay. It's weird. Yeah. It's like when you go and play it, it's, it's just, it's like. Well, I, I've heard if you go down to like Augusta in January, everything's freaking yellow too. So I don't know. No, that's actually, Augusta's different. It's the summertime when that all changes. Summertime, everything burns yeah, out? It's all brown. But they're, all right, I got, they I have, got my time of year wrong. But, but, but they, no, but they have a whole different yeah, type. Well, of, that's a different, that, the, that grass isn't real. It, yeah, it doesn't exist anywhere <laughs> in the world. That grass isn't real. It isn't. <laughs> The, um, oh, so speaking of not real, um, there was a tournament last weekend. 18 players played in the Bahamas. What are you talking about? Okay. Just want to make sure. So fun event uh, for anybody who cares about, I don't know, 18 players. I would have liked to stay there. Um, I, I, well, hey, I think that's where they kind of get, get the draw. It's like, hey, bring your family. It's right after Thanksgiving. Come in right after Thanksgiving and you know take spend a whole week with your family in the Bahamas, which isn't a shitty place to be. How many guys have a place right there that were like, I, I think, uh, I mean Tiger definitely does. Yeah, he has a place there. Was it Justin Rose does too? Justin Rose has one too. I yes, believe. Ju- yes, Justin Rose has one there too. I can't too. remember did, if Adam did Scott Rose play in it. I don't know if Rose played in it. Did he play in it? I don't even know. I don't know either. Here's the thing, I don't even know who played. I do know John Rahm won. Um, Henrik Stenson was I saw I know that Stenson and even Patrick Reed were in it like on day one um, where was Jordan Spieth Jordan Spieth didn't play in it because Jordan Spieth as you know and as we have another $100 bet he is not going to win a major nor probably I'm not sure he wins a tournament this wow. upcoming year wow that guy wow. he just got married didn't he or is he getting married soon whatever it is he just got married host he's screwed you're He's wrong. done. You're so wrong about that guy. He's done. He is so He's good. done for a while. You are wrong. Who's your guy? Okay, look. There was something on... DeChambeau. Okay, He's my there, guy right now. There, here, okay. This that smart, guy can't do it wrong. This morning, let's play a little uh, golf channel. I flipped it on this morning. I was waking up, and they, they had a, a buy stock and a sell stock, okay. which I actually kind of liked Yeah. because it kind of just... It's subjective. Yep. So who's the guy you're buying? I'm year? buying DeChambeau all okay. day. DeChambeau. So, I'm, I'm investing like a ton of money in DeChambeau. Okay, but you can't buy a guy. Okay, so you're, you're buying Microsoft or Amazon because that's yeah. what you're buying now. Okay. So who are you selling? Usually you want to buy at a bargain, but you're not. You're buying Who am more. I selling? So DeChambeau, the only way he can really get better than he did last year is if he wins a major. That's it. He's, he's, he's on fire. And he's going to be one of the most consistent golfers we see in a while. And that's just because I think he has, he has a different mindset than the rest of these Who guys. Who are you selling? Who am I selling? Yeah. That's Jason like, Day's done. That's a Jordan, good one. Jordan Spieth. That's a good one. Um, is, is a guy that he, he, he could be, be – You already sold him, so you can't I did, sell him. I did sell him, but I, I, what I, I'm just giving like one little thing. If his putting is good in any given week – he could win week to week. I just don't see him being as consistent as he was a few years ago. When Jason he was like Day is a good one to sell because I think I think he can't handle the I think injuries. He's getting older. He's got the family stuff going on. He's got little kids and stuff now too. He Sorry, nurses those done. injuries. 
you got you got injuries. So um, that's the unfortunate part too. Anybody who's in their 30s right now, I'm selling. Anyone in their 30s right now, the game requires that these guys swing so freaking hard now because ah. distance. Mark, let me let me just say one thing. Okay, you're right about that, but here's the guy that I'm buying next year that's already won this year that's a rookie is Cameron Champ. That's the guy. Well, but he's 22. I'm buying him. But we're, yeah. we're just talking about, I said the preface was. Oh, sorry. This, buy, is, your, this is your side. Sorry. Buy, this buy, is your side. Buy and sell. Yeah. So you're buying Cameron Champ. Buying Got Cameron it. Champ. And who okay. am I selling? Yeah. Brooks Kepka. Oh, the young gun? Brooks Kepka bomber? Two majors and one of the I'm selling him. There's I don't think he can he can do as well as he did this year again. I, I still think it's a distance. I really like him. I here's the thing. It's a distance and young man's tour right now. That's why I'm selling the old guys. I'm definitely buying distance and I'm buying I'm buying youth and distance. And Spieth doesn't have the distance. He's and he's get he he's basically too old because he just got married. Like those are two factors against he's 25. him. Twenty it doesn't matter. He just he just added six years to his life. He got he, married too young. He's tw- <laughs> he's twenty. I tell, I tell you what, the one kid that is. What, what do you think, think about that? What do you think? I think Fowler's thirty. I think Fowler's thirty. But here's the one kid that I think, out of any of the over thirty guys, he doesn't have the distance. He's long, but he doesn't have the distance. But he has the potential of turning it around. I give. He's my wild. So there you I, go. yeah, but you like him. I do like Rick. Yeah, I know. I, I you do like, like Rick. Him. I like him too. He's a likable guy. But I think he he would be. He's my, my dark horse. He'd be in my top. He's my dark horse. He'd be in my top three or four to sell. He's my wild card. He's my dark dark horse. Did you like that bold sell prediction on Brooks Koepka? Uh, no, I think it's terrible. Um, I think Brooks. I think Koepka, he'll win. I think he'll still have a good. I think season. he's gonna. He's him. Have top fives. I I think him and DeChambeau. Top tens. You have to buy him and DeChambeau. You have to. Who? Kepka and DeChambeau. But you're looking at this differently. Like I'm looking at it as like, it'd be like, okay, I've made enough money with this stock. Is it, there's a time to sell and when to buy? Do I think Brooks? Do I think Brooks and DeChambeau are gonna have good seasons? Hundred yeah. percent. They're good players. They're, they are they gonna match their last season? No. That means I would lose money. That's why I'm not gonna buy them. All right. All right. One other player that I'm gonna throw out there: buy, sell, hold, whatever. Justin Rose. What about him? What would you do? Sell. Uh, me too. There's Mr. Backdoor top 10. He's 38. Mr. Backdoor top 10. He's old now. He just won his 10, 10 million bucks. He's done. Dude's probably, toast. Probably, probably one of my, he's probably my top three or four favorite golfers too. Oh, I, I, tremendous player. Been very consistent through the years. I've he's playing his best golf right yeah, now. Yeah, he's playing his best golf, but at the same time, He's on the, I think he's on the downward trend at this point now because he, he just peaked. Sergio is another sell, too. Oh, Sergio I would have sold three years ago. <laughs> Actually, Sergio I would have sold after he won the Masters. Yeah. When Sergio won the Masters, I was like, sell, 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 sell. But, all right, enough about pro golf. Um, I still that's like cool. Golf. I like I that, like, man. That was but, good. But I, like, but I did like talking about that. Yeah, I like the buy-sell there. That's because, because we... Because we, we're interested in like, what guys are doing throughout the year. Yeah. The best golfers in the world, pro right. or not, it doesn't matter. Yeah. So I, I think, so our predictions, we'll, we'll remember this. Yeah, I'm going to write these down a little bit. Maybe I'll, I'll try to. You, but, you're, but if DeChambeau doesn't win, I mean, he won, what, four or five times last year? 
Dude, he won five of his last eight events. Dude, there's no way he's gonna make. He's gonna do better I'm, than that year. I'm buying it, man. He's keeping the pin in. It's gonna be amazing. He'd have to win. <laughs> he'd have to. He'd have to win two majors to to, to like to trump that. I mean, he played so well. Yeah. Did he win five times this year? I can't wait to have this buy sell conversation with the boys on Friday. We are definitely gonna have this again. We're, gonna, re, we're gonna revisit the buy sell with the okay. guys on Friday. Right. This is gonna be good. All right, so, so we I, sorry, tip depth out. We are going to record another show this or episode this week. We'll probably release it on Monday, um, just because it'll be kind of a next week's episode. But we will we'll record it this week uh, as we're getting a couple of our our buddies from the club. Uh, we're gonna do a little um, simulator competition, and then uh, we'll talk about a few things. So anyway, little preview there. Um, one thing that has just popped up on my radar, and it, it'll kind of just bleed into really our topic of the day. Our, our topic of the day is new clubs and when to replace, when to get excited about stuff, that kind of thing. Um, and uh, one thing that's kind of caught my eye, and this is just because I've been um, just kind of following Instagram and following a lot of new pe- people on Instagram and things like that. And I didn't even know that there was this market that kind of existed, but there are some private, small, like custom iron makers out there that are you know, doing projects that can be unique, maybe just for a special project. It can be unique to you where they will custom build essentially a set for you exactly how you want it. Most of them, I will tell you, look like player sticks to me. I mean, like almost like your blades with where they got some perimeter weighting maybe at most. But um, question to you as as we kind of lead into this, you know, sticks... Would that be something you would consider as just like an off again, like off brand, yeah, but random, like so, custom? There's so many like questions with that. It's like who's making them? Like where's their background? It's kind of like these guys. It it goes back to the Wilson Cortez. Like who are these guys? Yeah, they they had good ideas, and then was formulated by Wilson, who has to have decent people there. Yeah, so that's okay. These guys are just, they don't have anybody that's giving them guidance. They don't have anything. So you have to make sure you know that these guys are good or they provided to somebody like a pro. Yeah. Like say, hey, we like them. So yeah, I consider 100%. Who knows? I mean, I would love to be a sponsor of like some, some irons at faded.golf irons. But I mean, we have no idea how you would do that. But if we had some guy that, Gave uh, blades to Brooks Kepka or Tiger Woods or whoever. He, he, you get him on board where you could brand that and like say, hey, yeah, put those irons in place and people are going to use them. Yeah, I think it all comes down to that. It's like it's got to be a reputation on who's making those and putting them together for that person. Because first of all, they got to know all the basics of the fundamentals, how to read like you know the offsets and the and the upright right. and that, whatever all that is. Then next is like, that's like an art. Yeah. To put together those clouds. My concern would be, you know, one, I'd have to do a lot of homework on it just to understand, like, what am I even looking for? I mean, you almost have to model some type of, like, stock kind of iron that you like or something like that. You know, like, hey, here's the loft I know I like. Here's the lie I need. Um, Here's kind of the shape I'm looking for. And then do you have the ability to, you know, hit them, obviously? You know, so, I mean, if you're going to order a custom set of, Frickin' irons, I, I guess, yes, there needs to be some history to them. There needs to be somebody that's kind of, I guess, vouching for the fact that these guys can make some stuff. And I guess based on what I've seen online, at least, 
at initial glance, these guys are building a reputation. So well, you know, you're right, but then the proof is like, you know, not to say something cheap, but proofs in the pudding. If you yeah. or like you, way, like, the way, way, go, the way that you could order the the Ben Hogan clubs, the what you did, yeah. and yeah. we hit them, they were they're yeah. pretty good, right? But like, would, would you, you be pay, disappointed would you if you paid two hundred dollars an iron? For something that you basically wouldn't be able to hit until no. it's done. No. So that's the question. So no, if he sent me a demo set and said, hey, here's a standard Here's set. something similar of what we've built before. Here's like a demo model of what we could do, whatever. And they hit nice, yeah. 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 yeah something for us to research a little bit further. Yeah. So um, we will dig into that a little bit further uh, as we go. But it was just kind of something that was top of mind, mainly because we were going to have our topic of the day here. So... Um, we are going to talk about a little bit this more on our next week's podcast as well. But John and I have like, I don't know, you know, you just start getting teased this time of year with like new drivers coming out, new irons coming out. We've, we've been talking about the Mizunos for over a month now. I think ever since we saw them for the first time, we hit these Hogan's, that kind of thing. To me, the, the question is, what, what's the tipping point for you to go, I need a new set. You know, is it a time period? Is it just like the eyeball test? Is it hitting them? Like, what, what's it take for you to be like, I'm ready for something is new? Is it society? Because you have <laughs> to have something new? Because, you know, people trading cars when they don't need a new car. I mean, that's, look, that could be really a part of it. The psyche. Oh, I, I Because think I'm thinking about, like, I was like, the irons I'm hitting now, they're good irons. Yeah. You have a great set of irons. They're great set of yeah, irons. They're Titleists. They're AP2s. They're not, they're not shit clubs. No, they're good. You know, I, 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 I probably, it, I'm, I'm out coming like full circle, almost like you. And I think you're kind of coming to the same conclusion. I'm going to stick with what I got and probably tweak a couple of things. Yeah. Irons don't wear out. Uh, Wedges wear out. Irons can start to wear out a little bit. Drivers um, but, wear out. Um, like, it probably depends on the club. Like, not really. Well, Irons don't like, wear out that bad. Well, but if you, like if you warm up or you go to the range with a particular club a lot, like when for do example, we ever go to the range? <laughs> well, well, for example, I warm up with my gap wedge, and I warm up with my seven iron a lot. Yeah. So, like, my guess is that not that the grooves are going to wear out on that, but because I'm hitting ten to twenty extra balls per time I go to play with those particular clubs, I'm going to guess that those are going to wear down. That being said, I don't necessarily hit a seven iron on every hole. I don't hit a gap wedge on every hole. Your so, gap wedge would probably be sewer to wear out. I mean, your wedges are definitely something you need to replace every couple yeah. of years. But, you know, my gap wedge is one of those things where I, I mean, I chip with it a little bit, but it's usually like a bump and run type of a shot. So it, I don't need a ton of spin with it. And then on top of that, the, um, like a full shot, I mean, it's my 120 club, you know, like, okay, I mean, you only have that so often and around, sometimes never. So until I see that, like, the thing's freaking worn out, or, to our point, if I determine that I need to overhaul my set, that might be a club that I replace, I guess. I think that, you know, I think that kind of goes over what I was just saying, like, you're pretty good with what you have. You're just going to tweak a few things. Yeah. So well, it's like I, I I get a new lob wedge every other year. 
just do it. I don't care. I just, cause it's the club I chip with the most. Um, I hit some bunker shots with it, you know, so like it, it wears it down. And I, I, I used to do that with my sand wedge as well. Um, but I, I found that my sand wedge probably can go three years, maybe an extra year before I, I replace that. And then, uh, I do my driver probably every other year. That's a good idea. I'm about to do for the driver. I, you know what I'm actually due for? An overhaul on the hybrids. And hybrids have become very important to me. I, and I did those a year, year and a half ago. I they are the become, they're, they're a club that I haven't focused yeah. on in my bag that are extremely important. Because I hit a four hybrid instead of a four iron. Yeah. And I hit my two hybrid. It replaces my three. I think I might get rid of my three wood. I, well, I hit I, my two hybrid almost as far as I, I hit my three I'm wood. on my third, third or fourth. I'm trying to think one, two, three. I'm actually I'm on my fourth um, two hybrid. Have you ever hit a three wood in your life? I I've gone through. Yo, yeah, definitely. I, my first three wood was a first flight three wood. So that was a brand that. Back in the 90s was uh, really, um, you, you could go to Supreme Golf and you could find the first flights. Um, and so I had the uh, three-wood steelhead, yep. Callaway. Yeah, oh, you at least had a Callaway. So, oh, no, I did. So I, I've, I've gone through a few three-woods. So I had that three-wood. Um, I've had a ping three-wood. I've had a, uh, I had like a three-plus. So it was like a strong three Callaway that I used to beat the living crap out of it. it was I was I would hit it better than my driver. It had a steel shaft in it. I don't know why I ever gave away that club because I I could crush that thing like two seventy and just two seventy. Oh yeah. <laughs> Why'd you ever get rid of that? I have no idea. You can go find it. I think I traded. You could probably it in. find that on Amazon. I probably could, but I we're looking it up. You're I think it. I traded it in. It was at the like Warbird sole plate as like a three plus two seventy. It was a. It must have been a 13 degree. You don't hit your driver 270 now. Fuck you. Um, <laughs> anyway, no, I, yeah, I, I would rip that strong three. It was a strong three wood. You don't. And if you play, that was the last. That was the last club. You that was the last three wood. More accurate with it. Um, that one I played really well, but you know drivers have changed so much now. I mean, I just feel like I just. It was the last steel shafted, essentially like utility club. Um, wood that I probably ever played in, at least in that longer club category. Everything now comes with a standard, you know, graphite shaft for the most part. So, um, but I overhauled those hybrids. I would probably look at, I'll be tempted to look at, because I've, I've got the M1 and I passed on like the M3 or whatever this past year, and I probably will look at whatever there has got the screws and the, the screw face is about all I can call it at this point because I don't know if you saw the clip on the TaylorMade. It's got two red what? screws in the face. I'm yeah, like, I don't know, whatever. See all this shit. I'll look at the screw face. I can't do a Callaway. It's just for whatever reason, it just doesn't set up right for me. You would love it. If I would you could figure out a hit. The, I would. I would. I would look at the. Uh, I would look at the ping though too. If you could figure out how the. Uh, if you would like the look. If you could figure out a look of the Callaway, you would just love it. Well, hit. the problem is, is the look. That 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 alignment V on top of it is just it's it throws me off every time. I don't want to see paint it. I, I, if I filled it in, it probably would be okay. But for whatever reason, like those drivers are the best. I just they're so good. I don't know. 
But they're coming out with a new one, which is exciting. Which one? Um, Callaways. What's it called? The uh, I don't know. Rogue. It's epic, like the epic fusion, fusion fire. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck it's called. Anyway, you know, it's gonna it's be a knuckleball coming off that thing too. All right. Well, let's let's move on to to what. To what? Uh, to to uh, from uh, the equipment of not actually buying new equipment because that's the that's our product of the week. Actually, not buying a product of the week or promoting a product <laughs> of the week. And then Mark's idea of of going gloveless next year. Oh, yeah, that's, that's not a bad idea. A little that's sidebar, a little side topic. So Maybe. yeah, so we're we're unsure on whether or not we should. We, I think. Hey, in conclusion, I'm going to back up for a second. In conclusion, on the golf equipment, I think you are totally right in that it's it's just a it's, it's just a psychological. I think I need this, and it's like an ego thing, and you don't need any of this shit. Now, here's something. Then spinning this into the glove thing. In swing changes, I, I do think some equipment can make a big difference. You and I talked about shafts uh, the other day, and I feel like you know the technology and some of this stuff makes these shafts more stable or accurate or whatever. And maybe I can, if I got ever like if I ever had custom fit for something, maybe I could get a shaft that you know helps my dispersion, whatever. But one thing that I know could help me swing easier and freer is not having a glove. It's a feel thing. That's what you're saying, right? And, and it, I think it could be unique to me, but for whatever reason, and I feel like if you look, like you could play with any guy any given week and look at their glove, and I can tell you exactly how hard they freaking strangle the damn golf club just by looking at their glove. And you can tell, also tell by their wear pattern on their glove, like where they're where the club's moving and where, you know, like the, they're probably gripping it even stronger, like what finger they're gripping it stronger with. Like for me, for example, I have a tendency with my left thumb to, I must really grip it because right here on my left thumb, that wears out first on any glove. Like all conditions the same. If it was like, okay, it's going to be 75 outside and perfect. I think I would be in agreement. It's like, I would probably... No glove to me would be fine, but any type of weather variation, hotter, cooler, glove, or get, glove gives you an advantage. To a degree. It, it just, to, a, to a degree. I, and I, I'm not, hey, pros throughout the years. Yeah, I mean, you get like the, the, the majority of pros the throughout two best, the years. The two best golfers of all time, and the one that's won the most majors kept a glove on even when he putted. And that's sad. Uh, hold, on, hold on, hold on, let's, let's just back up to that statement. He said it's sad for the guy who won 18 majors to keep a glove on at all times. Hey, whatever. You know what, you know what, he, you know what his reasoning No, his, uh, part of it. You know what his reasoning was for it? One less thing to worry about. I guess. He focused on the shot. One less thing he's, to worry He's about. focused on the shot ahead and not where his freaking glove is. I get he, it. He just kept the glove on. He didn't care. Had nothing to do with actual the feel. No. Well, that's kind of my point is like, you know, there's a feel part of the game. And sometimes I feel like I overswing when I have that glove on. And is Stricker not, not no, use no glove? Uh, I think Stricker, Stricker's a glove guy. Freddie Couples doesn't. Freddie Couples is no glove guy. Jonathan Bird. Is he, and he's a no glove guy. 
Look at look at how smooth, I'm going to model you after Jonathan Bird. Look at how smooth Fred Couples swings the golf club for as many years as he has. Yeah, but he's a freak of nature. Like Dude, his, I'm a freak of nature. We're he, all freaks in nature. Yeah, he but he is an absolute freak of nature. Just you, know, you know another guy? Man, he's come up a lot lately. I hope he's been listening to this shit. Russ Julien, my dad, never, ever, ever has worn a glove. Ever? Ever. He's never even considered it? No, nope, just not even like it. I'm sure, no, I think he tried it, but he just... No. Not for him. All right, go and see what happens. Crazy. It's like another thing I don't have to invest you know, in either. You know, at, at the club at Chatham Hill is this, the, the stock I'm going to sell this year. <laughs> Mark Julie. <laughs> <laughs> You don't think I can? You don't think I can repeat as a match play championship? <laughs> the only way is if you win the club championship. If you do that gloveless, you sold me. That'd be awesome. It's like one of those. It's one of those little things. I mean, it's better than Michael Hart coming to us and saying, uh, "I think I'm going to go single length uh, clubs." Oh my god! I mean, you want to talk about an equipment shakeup? Well, he made some pretty bold statements off a doubles champ this year. <laughs> He's gonna. He wants to win the club championship. He's gonna go to Bryson DeChambeau style on the same. Well, league. by the way, by the way, if if we're willing to invest, help invest in that. You know what? I don't think it's not. It's not the money for us. We don't want him to hurt his game that bad. No, that that is such that, a pivot. Think it's about that. Huge. That is such a pivot. I don't, even, I, I don't even understand how. That's what I, we've talked about this in other podcasts. I don't understand how he hits with like the swing speed for like a pitching wedge to a seven iron to a five iron. Like it's the same length. So his swing speed's going to be the same. Yeah, they just changed the loft on everything. So what does he do? The loft is. He must hit really fucking high shots with lower clubs. So if you have the same swing speed with a pitching wedge to a. Uh, a five iron. I mean, I, mean I, hey, I know the loft is different, dude, but there, still, I don't understand it. There is science and math to this that you and I maybe someday will understand because we're getting more interested in some of these details on golf. But I would, I would love to have to pick his brain because a lob wedge, if that shaft is that much longer, it's yeah. the same. Like he has his shaft is a like it's a link of every seven iron, right? All right. Is that the is that what it is? Right. So challenge challenge between for me and you, on because this could be a, this will be a question for the guys on Friday, but we have to do our homework on it. We're going to do some homework on single length irons and go like go is to Cobra's his, website. But what? Yeah, let's find out what his iron is his comparable specs to. Are. Yeah. yeah, we're gonna we're gonna research specs on these irons, and then because we want I want to ask the guys on Friday, would they ever consider switching to them for any reason? And I decide there's no freaking way. But Sexting will do anything to try to win a club championship, so you never know. <laughs> okay. All right. Gloveless hey, guy. Let's sexy. Go. Going gloveless. Can't wait. Hey, so we're, we're looking forward to uh, Chad's side for next, and uh, Big Sexy for next week's show. And um, so we've got our, what, we have a club champ runner-up and a uh, 2007 season-long match play old buddy champion that we'll be talking to this week. So guys, guys that know a little bit about winning and coming in second place and, uh, and, um, and also taking a lot of money off of John Falkenberg uh, this past summer. 
That'll be another side hey, fun. I took money off him when he shot a sixty-eight last weekend. Well, that day that didn't suck. Scott he shot sixty-eight. No, not Scott. Uh, Pate. It's Pate. Sixty-eight. I shot a seventy-four, but uh, my ten handicap shot a seventy-seven. And well, that helps. So you really didn't take it off of him as much as your partner Mark took did. off. Williams. Took money off of him. This was round of his life. Well, that had to be one of Pate's round of his life. Sixty-eight. That was. Yeah. That, that's got to be low for him. I've we're playing from the blues. But the so. guy's a one. So, I mean. He, he, he doubled 17. What's sad he is. He doubled 17. What's sad is that I'm. He doubled 17. Dude, what's sad up. is I'm a three, and my best round ever is 71. Ever. I think mine's the same, 71. So, I mean, I, I get it. A one can go low, but, like, I, I can't figure out why I can't go low. That's a whole other conversation. All right. Um, <laughs> That'll be that's I a gotta, topic of the week. Yeah, that could be a topic of the week. Why can't we go low? All right, hold on. We're without uh, ruining our cords here. I got to get our bottle back again. Why did I bring my glass over? I have no idea. Because I can do this over here again. All right, we're uh, we're improvising. I, I left the bottle of um, Tennessee whiskey. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, gosh, I should I should uh, bleed that in at the end. Tennessee Little, whiskey. Little uh, Stapleton. Oh, I love you. Love you some. Do you like? Chris Stapleton? I do like some Stapleton, man. He's, I mean, I don't like Take country music. I don't really love country music, but Stapleton, that dude's legit. And you know, you know what really helped me uh, you, you don't grow like, with Stapleton? Is you don't that like he country did that, music? He did that. Uh, he you did, don't like country music? I no. like very limited country music, and I wouldn't even call it country music for what I like. Right? If you like so, trap rap, we're going to stop the podcast for good. It's Dude, I love Drake. No, fuck that shit. Anyway, um, no. I, I like Drake, but I just... Uh, no, I don't like any of that trap shit. Anyway, that's a probably a whole other podcast. Is What kind of music do you listen to on the golf course that gets you pumped up? It's a whole other topic. Anyway, so no, he did that uh, um, uh, collaboration with Timberlake on like, I think it was like maybe the oh, Grammys or Say whatever it was, right? fantastic. Well, but no, the on the Grammys, he helped do one of Justin's songs, and then they did say something on Justin's latest album. And Justin's going to be here in two weeks. I'm going. You're go- of course you're going. Of course I'm going, man. When is that? Is it, what day is that? Well, hey, and by the way, I'm going to lock down one of our next guests um, that night, because I'm going, I'm going. What day is that? It's Friday. It's uh, not this coming Friday, but the following Friday. I might consider going, taking Cherry. Yeah, you should. All right, let's move into the whiskey. So, okay, so we got Uncle Nearest, eighteen fifty six. It's the uh, it's a premium whiskey, hundred proof, distilled in small batches. Smoothest whiskey in Tennessee is what it says here on the label. So, so it must be a fact. Uh, it has to be fact. And so Uncle Nearest. So I'm at the uh, Market District because that's where I do a lot of my shopping. I think I've even mentioned them before. It's a um, giant been, eagle like high end grocery store, but they have a one of the best liquor departments um, in the Indianapolis area. And uh, um, they, they bring in different bourbons, whiskeys, uh, all sorts of stuff. They have a great wine selection. Phil, their market district, Phil. Phil puts his name on wine there. You just buy it. Yeah. I, I, I know I, you're not a wine I, guy. I, but. No, no. I, but you got me on to 21st Amendment. I think they, they don't have as big a wine selection. But, man, those guys know what they're doing. I bought three <laughs> bottles. I thought three bottles of French wine last weekend, and I brought yeah. a Bordeaux over to someone's house on Saturday. Yep, that was it. 
Dude, it I will. T- I I have had this conversation with more people that have asked me about our parish trip, about uh, where I've said I've become like a huge fan of Italian and French wines now, yeah. because we dr- what we drank over there was by far better than most things that I've drank out of California. Hundred percent. And. Um, I have a total new appreciation for 100%. that international European, essentially wine. They've at this been point. doing it for a thousand years, and I don't think they over freaking produce it like they do in California. And so, it's a theory I have. I don't know enough about wine, but we can get into that in another episode as well. Um, let's let's get into Tennessee whiskey here. Um, Alec Chris Stapleton. Good. Let's have a taste. Um, let's have a taste. You you explained it. All right. So um, Uncle Nearest. Uncle Nearest. You know the thing about obviously like for as bur- strong as it is, it's smooth. I there, yeah, it's got it's definitely got some alcohol there. Um, you notice that on the nose for sure. I mean, you sniff this thing and you're like, woo! You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Whereas you know you sniff a few other things and it doesn't feel like it like you know you're about to fall over. But this one, I mean, this has some alcohol in it, and uh, but it goes down smooth. Uh, we are drinking it on, we had a golf ball shaped, uh, formed uh, ice cube. So uh, we did have an ice cube that we were kind of melting in this thing. You're um, going so to Instagram the picture. Yeah, I'll Instagram that picture. Um, With the whiskey. Bottle. I do like it cold. And Shout out but, to them, uncle. Yeah, shout nearest. out to the uncle nearest. Um, would you gift this, John? Who would you give this to? Who would I would gift it, yes, to a whiskey drinker, 100%. Yeah. It, it definitely tastes different than bourbon. Yeah. It is a little bit different. I, you know what kind of... Uh, different, though. So we did that Mitchters. was like one of our first episodes, you know, which was that American whiskey or whatever. A little bit different. Now, the Mitchters, the reason it's an American whiskey is because they're using it in, um, like, old bourbon barrels or something. They're, you know, they're... Here's... I got an idea. They're aging it in old... So bourbon. the end of the year, we're going to pick the all-stars of... Absolutely. Of... of of our drinks. Do like a top year. five. Top five. That's what I was saying. Top five. Yeah. You know, still one of the top five to me is that that bourbon barrel whiskey, beer, bourbon. That, was, that was different. It and that still was, sticks out in my it mind. It was definitely giftable in that if there was anybody that you think likes beer, like that was like, it's, it's, it's unique. It's totally unique. It, it, it was in the way that it finished. You're like, here, the reason why I like this giftable thing and whether it's giftable, I, by the way, I would also gift this to a whiskey drinker. If somebody drink, likes bourbon or whiskey, I think this is a cool thing for their shelf, something to add to it. It wasn't too bad. I think it was like 40 bucks or something like that, so it wasn't terrible. It's good. Um, and, uh, but I think what's cool about the whole um, you know, gifting concept and whether or not you, know, you would do it is that we, as we kind of go through this exercise or whatever, we're experimenting with new things, <laughs> with new drinks that we haven't had before. But it's kind of interesting to me to determine, like, who would you gift it to? Not necessarily, like, would you? Um, I think that's what's been kind of fun about going through this. I'd give guess, that to you know. Scotty and Chad. They'd oh, like that. they would love this shit. They'd love that. We, oh, we got to figure out what we're going to drink with them on Friday. We may have to go out and do some homework. Are we gonna go bourbon? Are we gonna go whiskey? Are we gonna go what? What? I don't know. Go? I think tequila? we have to, We should go really high in tequila. I think we should go really high in tequila as well. Yeah, I think we should. I think we should do some homework. I've got a. I've got a nice Don Julio Anejo, but that's pretty readily available. Maybe we need a little. Do a little bit more yeah, research. 
Um, What's the isn't that the Azul the one with the Oh yeah, the Class Azul. That's, yeah, well, that's that's phenomenal one. We there's is there a mid grade high one? I mean, because I know there's one they, you get for like thirteen bucks. They have bucks. one even better than that, but yeah, there's one like uh, over a grand a I bottle. Don't, I don't know. It's dumb. That's not happening. It ain't gonna happen. I'm not going out and buying that. All right, buddy. those guys. Those guys aren't that great. <laughs> they aren't that special. We appreciate them being on the show. They'll get a free T-shirt. T-shirt. Oh yeah. By the way, if you want to be on the Fade of Golf podcast because you uh, know Mark and John, we'd love to have you as a guest. And by doing that, you get a free T-shirt. Okay. It's you get a, you get your own. It's a speed putt T-shirt. And Joe Chalet, you had to listen all the way to this podcast. That's the other way you're getting on. If you remind me that yeah. I heard it right now, you heard it right now because it's the end of the podcast. Well, we, you're we going to be coming on, Joe. One of our New Year's resolutions here on the Faded Golf Podcast, we realize you know we're getting up and started and some things like that, and that's great. Um, one of our our goals is to make sure that we have um, some more guests on the show. I think it it really helps us diversify. You know, obviously the voices and some other things. So we look forward to the people we've already talked to and. If anybody else is interested, please add us and we can Skype you in or whatever we can do. So with that, I will, uh, on behalf of John and myself, appreciate you listening. Go out, hit more greens. You know it's wintertime and uh, you'll score better. See ya. Fade